Live on the Mule Sports Network, it's Muhlenberg Girls Basketball. Brought to you by MikeDragoSports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks, the new Birdies Inn at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Lancaster Full Service Paint. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers. Ravishing Ryan Lionel Weaver and Cardiac Chris Ziner. Cardiac Chris living up to his name once again this evening by texting everyone, frantically panicking that the game was starting at 6 o'clock. All right. And here was just the JV game because they found enough girls for a JV roster. They did. Uh, so New Year, New Us, and they had a JV mm-hmm. game at 6 o'clock, which means you get our game at around 7.15. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first game, we won't go back to it. A 55-14 victory by uh, Conrad Weiser as uh, a JV roster tries to get its sea legs underneath it. But as for now, should have a good one on tap. Two teams trying to find their way in the new year. Both of them coming in with three and seven records, and it would be your Muhlenberg Mules taking on the home side the Conrad Weiser Scouts right here in Robazonia. Mm-hmm. So I am Ryan Lineweaver here with Chris Diner. And uh, Eulenberg had a win here in the new year. They beat Pottsville by 17, 52-35. Uh, so they already picked up that third win. Sophia Fernandez, 18 points. Peyton Brill with 10 to lead the way over Pottsville uh, this past Tuesday evening. Uh, Iris Quiles also with nine points. Uh, Garl with seven, Hightower, Prentice, and Leona Martier both with four uh, for all the scoring for Muhlenberg. But great to get one right here in the new year, and hopefully some of that momentum has carried over here this evening. Oh, yeah, and it's definitely nice to see where uh, we usually saw Martier was the lead scorer. We saw Brill was the lead scorer. It's nice to see someone else kind of taking those shoes on and kind of showing that she has that confidence to shoot the ball. We've seen that in the last year that Martyr and Brill were the ones running this offense, and it's nice to see that somebody else is starting to get that confidence and maybe can be that third person to be able to push that team past the finish line. I think a large part of it, especially for somebody like Sophia Fernandez, she now has two double-digit games, and both of them requiring her to go to the line. And I think it's her being aggressive that really leads to good results. And we saw it last year, too, where she exploded for a 17-point game against Ole Valley, where she was 10 of 10 at the line. So, again being aggressive, that's where you really see her start to rack up points. She was 4-5 or five from the stripe against Pottsville to get her 18 points, 2-2 two two against Burke Catholic when she scored 11. Uh, so you can see very clearly that when she gets to the line, she's adding some points, she's adding value. And I think Fernandez, again, a way to carry that momentum forward is, hey, Sophia, you went out there, you scored 18 points against Pottsville, let's keep doing the good things, right? keep being aggressive, keep getting to the free throw line, and we'll see what she does here this evening. Yeah, and I mean, obviously we saw with that last game, and as you were saying, when she gets to the free throw line, she sees success. Uh, it's that it's that spot where she needs that confidence, and she needs to make it over that hump of, I need to attack the rim, and I need to be that person to force a little bit of more physicality, getting to the rim, and getting to the line. The starting lineups for the teams, as of right now, you're looking at Number one, Geneva Paul. Very young roster here for the Scouts as Paul is just a freshman. Then you also have Alexandra Trevina starting as well. You have a junior, Giselle Feliciano. Number 21, Sydney Spang, who is a junior. And number 24, 
Emily McGonigal, who is the lone senior in the starting lineup here for the Scouts. As for Muhlenberg, it will be the usual motley crew of Iris Quiles, Peyton Brill, Liana Martir, Sofia Fernandez, and Alexis Garl. We'll take a quick break here for the playing of the National Anthem, and when we return, Mules and Scouts right here on the Mules Sports Network. Birdie's Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the Oldies on Monday, Open Mic Tuesday, Trivia or Live Music on Wednesday, Thursday is Karaoke with Angie, and Live Music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdie's Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the Inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Back here in Robazonia, I'm waiting for the uh, opening tip here. Muhlenberg will be dressed in their road blues. Yellow numbers, white trim. Conrad Weiser will be in their home whites. Blue lettering and numbers and some gray trim on these jerseys. I said a young squad, just one senior in the starting lineup here for the Scouts. They'll work from right to left in front of us, which obviously means that the Mules going from left to right. Tipped in the direction of the Mules basket, taken in by the Scouts, and that's how we get started here as Spang will bring it up. Over to Feliciano. Feliciano stuck looking for Trevina. Instead feeds it into the corner, left corner three, put up, that one too short. Rebound will go all the way to Trevina as Spang missed. Trevina's put back, no good. Garl grabs the board. And Muhlenberg will get their first offensive possession here. Swing it into the right corner. Working around the arc, now looking into the middle there. And that one a tough find as Martyr was left wide open in the middle there. Had a tough pass. Turnaround jumper is no good. Quick hands on the defensive end by Brill. Knocks it out of bounds. It'll stay with the scouts with 7-11 left here in the first. I mean, there's not much to say so far, but, I mean, 
the defense comes in. They're getting the contests, and they're getting them to take the shots that they want them to take. That one, another three attempted. Chucked up by Trevina. That one, I'm not sure how it managed it from that angle, but it somehow glanced off the backboard. Goes out of bounds. Stays with the scouts. Drains four seconds off the clock. They'll throw it all the way up top as Spang has to go into the backcourt to retrieve it. Muhlenberg coming out with a heavy trap right off the bat. Scouts some slow passing around the outside. Finally, a kick-out attempt there. Spang no good. Ball goes out of bounds. Muhlenberg basketball. Scout's not shy of throwing out some threes. No, they are not. It looks like we got a box and one zone working here. And if you're not quite sure why it's called a box and one, well, let me tell you a story. It looks like a box with one person at the top of it. <laughs> Fernandez, left corner three. Swishes the three. So Fernandez, once again, being aggressive, not... Uh, you know, thinking twice about it, gets the ball wide open in the corner, hits a three. I mean, we've seen it that she likes shooting that corner shot, and it just never falls for her. She's finally gotten that confidence where she's able to release it, and it's able, she has enough confidence where it's going to go in. Ball loose on the ground. We're going to have a jump ball called here. It'll belong to Muhlenberg. They get the possession arrow in their favor. Good hustle from Fernandez. They're able to get the pass knocked away, and she dives on top of it. Able to get that turnover. Turnover for Conrad Weiser, their first of the contest. Muhlenberg. Martier was thinking of three. Fernandez maybe a little too close. They'll feed it inside into the paint. Floater attempt no good by Brill. Garl grabbed the offensive board. The ball ends up on the ground. Less touch by Garl. It belongs to the scouts. Garl finally using that size. We said it last, last time we were on air that uh, if she starts using her size, she's able to get those rebounds, and we see it early already. She's using that size to her advantage, and she's got two rebounds in the matter of a couple shots. Muhlenberg now with their first turnover of the evening. Scouts, bad pass there. Martyr, lucky she didn't tip it. Ends up going out of bounds. It'll belong to the Mules. Stops the clock with 5.32 left here in the first. Slow going here for the scouts in the opening stanza. They've had some open looks, just unable to finish. Mm -hmm. Garl, Fernandez, back to Mark Tier. Little pump fake out to Brill. Brill a three. Wow. Brill with the magic touch. Couple of threes. Kick things off here. About a minute apart on those. Makes it 6 nothing in favor of the Mules. And they're finding that three. They're finding that open man. We saw that they were passing, and they were able to find that open girl, and able, everyone was able to shoot. And it's going to be a turnover for the scouts. Nice job by Martier. Some tough defense that time. Working against Feliciano. Goes out of bounds into the Mules bench. I think one of the downfalls of a boxing one is you can kind of see them working a little bit. Yeah, four players back here behind the, the line and one person up top. Now they'll kind of sit another person back a little bit, but bad throw there by Muhlenberg, turning the ball over. 
Or actually, it's going to stay with the Mules. Must have gotten tipped on the way out. Must have gotten tipped. Stay with the scouts. Fernandez, nice job almost sealing out her defender on the low block. Instead, they go up top. Driving kick out to Brill. Brill, that one was on target, but short. Goes out of bounds. She has the confidence to shoot those now. The second time, she didn't even hesitate. She just shot. They always have some opportunities there with being a box and one or a two, three, just based on, hey, that person at the top really needs to be active, really needs to move all over the place. And that time, Brill getting wide open looks towards the top of the key, meaning that person's not moving nearly fast enough in the zone. Mm -hmm. As this one will stay with the scouts. Especially a box and one. Because you got one person at the very top of that box trying to move around and cover that area up top. One person against two doesn't always, uh, you know, work as a winning battle. Nice tic-tac-toe passing there by Weiser. Drop it down to Paul for two. And that will break the cold stretch here. About halfway through the opening quarter. Weiser finally on the board. Geneva Paul, one of the many freshmen on this scouts team. Five by my count on the roster. Martyr. Martyr good for two. I think that was Fernandez. Yeah, I did give it to Fernandez. It's Fernandez on the scoreboard, so that's where I'm going with it. Fernandez, a good start here. Mules, bad entry pass into the lane. Garl trying to take it coast to coast. Gets down to the low block, pulls it out. Fernandez thinking three, ends up driving, kicking. Brill a three. Brill in and out. Fernandez, the offensive board. Low block. She's going to be fouled going up with it. To the line she goes. Talk wow. about Fernandez being aggressive that time. Driving, kicking, finding the open person, grabbing the offensive board, then going back up with it, drawing the foul. Yeah, she's not the tallest person on the court, but I tell you what, right now she's looking like the mightiest. You know what? Half of being successful, especially, you know, in Burke's one here, is just who wants it more some nights, and mm -hmm. Fernandez missing the first. Like last year, I don't necessarily think, even in the entire county, I don't think that you would necessarily say that Redding was the most talented team but they still ended up coming away with a county title mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Unsuspecting, snuck in there, smash and grab job, and beat Wyo, and you never would have thought. Mm -hmm. But they ended up coming away with it. So, again, Burks won. It's there for the taking for whoever wants it. Dipping in, a little stop and pop by Spang is no good. 9-2 Muhlenberg. They're running a different defense than we've seen. They run that half-court pressure, and they're just running three up top, and then they try to double-team as much as possible. Martyr launching a Steph Curry three too strong. Rebound will carry itself out of bounds, and Weiser will take a timeout. It'll be a 30-second, so we'll stay here. Okay. Another uh, news, Doug Meyer stepping down as Twin Valley's head coach. I did see that. He unexpectedly resigned this Thursday, according to both Meyer and the Twin Valley AD. Meyer was contacted Friday. He resigned on Thursday. 
He had no further comment. And uh, Parker said that she was, she had her jaw drop. Sorry, uh, when Meyer came into her office asking if uh, she had received his resignation letter. So they haven't had a bad start. Three and six overall, 23 and 35 during his tenure. Two NCAA, or NCAA, yeah, PIAA District 3 tournament wins in his first year. Previously coached at Wilson for 18 seasons, won 361 games, second most of any active girls basketball coach behind Bob Birmingham, a Berks Catholic, as Brill picking it off, taking it coast to coast, missing. Instead, Martir to Fernandez, back out to Brill. They'll keep cycling it around. Finally, Martir, a wide open three. 7.28 p.m. and the bank's open for Leanna Martir. One of those online banking type of places, I'd imagine. <laughs> Martir banks into three. Quite a start here for the Mules. Yeah. 12-2 now. So they finally found a team that they can, they can mess with a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable shooting that three ball. We didn't we didn't see it much towards the end of last year uh, that they were confident enough to continue shooting it, but now they're just having a heyday today. Another three put up by Trevina, no good. Put back, nice left-handed attempt there by Spang. Spang now. Just the second bucket here for the scouts. Martier called for too many steps. Former Alvernia basketball player Alex Velasquez making the call. Scouts have it down here on the low block. They'll end up dribbling it out as Alyssa Rodriguez fresh into the game, adding a little bit of ball handling. And the scouts, case of Butterfingers as McGonagall has it go right through her hands into the Mules bench. One Mules? 17 left here in the first. The Mules change up that defense again. They go two up top, three baseline. I mean, they're changing it back and forth depending on what they see, and it's been working so far. Mules offense. Yeah, this is a really interesting uh, defensive approach here as Martir, the teardrop from the left baseline, no good. Fernandez, another offensive rebound for her. Fouls on the floor. 58.1 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Eight-point lead for the Mules. Spang called for her first. So her and McGonagall both with fouls. Swing it all the way around. Martir, another wide open three. That one in and out. Fernandez, another offensive board, trying to drop it down low on the doorstep for Garl. Instead gets tied up. It'll stay with the Mules. Man, Fernandez is really staying under that hoop tonight. She, She's like at that low block. Oh, yeah. You'll see her outside, but then she'll come inside and try and get that rebound. You know what? She's grabbing those offensive boards, go right back up with it, draw fouls, get easy points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's somehow missing fingertips and getting into Garl. Fernandez will swing it around. All the way out to Brill. Peyton Brill, another three attempt. No good. And that one goes off of the mules out of bounds. 
That one, I am assuming, must be Rihanna Hightower Prentice. We both can take a guess there. It's the first time we're both seeing her, and mm -hmm. I'm actually happy for it. Gets the girls that need rest some time to rest. And that Mule's defense once again getting to the scouts. The scouts unable to cross midcourt. Throw it into the back. Would have been a backcourt violation. Yeah, and that would be Rihanna Hightower Prentice out there. Pass is picked off. Back the other way. Left-handed layup is good. Trevina for two. Third bucket for Weiser. They'll likely clear, clear out their scoring here. And we're going to have another travel. As Almonte called for too many steps. Little mistakes you can't have, but sometimes they happen. She went to go past the ball, stopped her dribble, put both of her feet down, can't do that. Another three put up here by the scouts. Beating the buzzer, but missing was Trevina. And that will do it. Muhlenberg doubling up on the scouts, 12 to six after eight minutes of play. We'll take a break and be right back. More to come here on the Mule Sports Network. Missing that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. 12-6, Muhlenberg leading after the first stanza. Hightower Prentice will stay out there, joined by Garl Fernandez, Quiles, and Martyr. Again, nice having Hightower Prentice back out there. Played the past two years for the Mules. Did not play until late in 2023. Has played the last three games. Still trying to get her sea legs underneath her. She was a solid contributor her first two seasons. Averaging just under 10 points a game as a freshman. Putting up four straight double-digit games back in 2021. Found out a little bit last year like I said still trying to get her sea legs under her eight points in three contests but the talent's there mm -hmm. she goes down onto the low block bad entry pass there by Martyr it's picked off back the other way left it on the doorstep but two at the line for Rodriguez Martyr tried to get it away from her before she got the baseline but Problem is, wasn't able to get there. The defender was doing a really good job denying entry, and then there was a double team that slammed down on her. So she tried to toss it into the low block as the first one's banged in. 
Tried to toss it into the low block, and it just didn't quite work. The timing just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Would have been better off with the bounce pass trying to evade the defenders. But yep. Tried to make up for it on the way back. It just didn't go our way. Second one off the mark. Garl the board. Martyr poked away from behind. She was asking for some, you know, maybe some teammate assistance there, being like, hey, you got somebody coming up your rear. Mm -hmm. Not so much the case. No communication there. Martyr has it poked away. The scouts can get into double digits here as Martyr quick hands on the defensive end. Somehow it lands back with the scouts. First attempt, no good. Second attempt, no good by McGonagall. Now high tire Prentice with the board. She was the tallest one down there. And Most you certainly could definitely is, see yeah. it. So. Her and Garl have the height advantage. Almost twin towers in there for the mules as Fernandez being aggressive and looking for a foul. Doesn't get one. Ball goes off of her and a bounce. She was trying to get that up. But I don't know if she was in the motion of shooting or it was kind of like she was determining which way I think it would she be. just lost the handle, but she was trying to make the case that she was hit, and that's why she lost possession. But mm -hmm. See, there's a nice bounce pass mm -hmm. to entry. Rodriguez to Spang to Bossler into the game. I'll keep swinging it around. McGonagall looking for help. Out to Spang. Spang a three. Gets it to go. Spang her second bucket for five. Scored the second bucket of the contest for the mule, for the uh, scouts. And just like that, they're within two. Bouncing out to Quiles. Quiles trying to survey, doesn't like what she sees. Hightower Prentice, that time most certainly lost the handle. <laughs> yep. That ball escaped her hand and bounced up to about her chest. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's not where that's supposed to be. Garl was under. I don't know if she's trying to bounce past the Garl or just lost it going up for another shot, so. Trevina and Feliciano back in for the scouts. Martyr, spin move, called for the travel. Martyr's having that habit of when she has the ball and stops her dribble, she picks up both of her feet, and she's in the air, and she has to do something with it before a foot comes down, and it just... She's not making that decision quick enough. Well, it's one of those things where you, you do have to be measured in a lot of circumstances, pick and choose when you're going to do something like that. That was probably not the time because it didn't even create space for her. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a spin move to spin as Quiles nearly has it poked away. She's able to get it back to Brill. But again, it's just one of those instances where pick and choose when you're going to do something like that as a three put up by Martyr is too strong. Prentice has to go off her fingertips, but poked away by the scouts, stays with mules. And that's what we're talking about. Prentice is one of the is one of the taller ones out there. She had two girls on her and almost still came out with that rebound, and that helps, especially with this undersized mules team. We have a willing offensive rebounder as Brill, the quick entry pass, puts it up and fouled to the line she goes for the first time. Just the second trip to the line here for the mules. Fernandez with the first. Their lead was as many as six. It was 12 to six. First one no good by Brill. 
Well, coming into this game, Broyles shooting 7 for 10. She's shooting 70%, so now it's 7 for 11. You did that math all, your, all in your head? Quick enough, yeah. yeah. All right. It's both. Or hits one of two, I should say. Brill extends the lead to three. And the Mules will take a full timeout, so we will do the exact same. 13 to 10, 502 remaining here in the second. More to come when we return on the Mule Sports Network. For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. This is the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. Back here in, as my mother-in-law would call it, Robosonia. <laughs> I don't know why she does the weird accent. We've never figured it out. <laughs> I was raised in Robosonia. I didn't go to Wiser, though. Ah. One of those weird kids that went to Elko instead. Yeah. Robizonia address, Wommelsdorf phone number, lived in Lebanon County. So you try to figure it out. I couldn't. It was a long-distance phone call across the street growing up. <laughs> and if I lived a quarter mile down the road, I would have went to Wiser. Ah. But I didn't. I went to Elko. Garl, thinking about driving. Ends up running into a defender, and, man, you just go right up with that. <sighs> just unfortunately indecisive once she got into the low block as Garl backed up, created some space with Trevina, mm-hmm. and took too many steps. Yep. Opportunities there, but just being more aggressive with it and going right up with it. Another three put up and dumped in. As we now have a tie game here as Spang, her second of the contest. She now has eight. We're all tied at 13. That defense was really shifting, if you couldn't tell. They they wanted that ball as much as possible. They were double teaming at the top, and they just did not want them to come inside. Spang with double-digit entries in her last two contests, 14 points against Pottsville, 11 against Blue Mountain in their loss on Tuesday. Quiles going to the line to shoot two as McGonigal picks up her second. Cross coming into this game shooting 47%, 8 for 17. That's why you're the best color guy in the biz. Quiles misses the first. Thanks for that. You try. (laughs) I mean, you do it from time to time. Thanks for that. I do do that quite often. Quiles misses both. Garl had it in her hands. Somehow lost it. Scouts fast break the other way. That one might have gotten a piece of it as Feliciano, that one, I don't know how she missed. 
I'm going to assume that it was tipped. I will take that guess as well, so. Scouts now coming out, man-to-man -man action. Carl looking for help. Hightower Prentice. Little down screen for her. Nice find. Wow. Wide open layup that time. And that was just, I mean, when I was playing middle school, that would have been a major feature of our motion offense as that was an up screen from Fernandez. Ball tipped. We'll stay with the scouts. Up screen from Fernandez created a nice backdoor entry there for Hightower Prentice. Got an easy layup. Carl was really using her jab step there. She kept her foot planted, not another travel, and she was able to find Hightower Prentice. Just the third point here for Muhlenberg in the second quarter. Under three to play in the first half. Scouts content to <laughs> just have three players at the top of the three-point arc swinging it back and forth. Now they finally get a little bit of action. And Hightower Prentice tied up. Man, that's just an instance. And he still retained possession, so it doesn't do much damage there. But Hightower Prentice, hey, you got the rebound. Let's go. <laughs> Can't just stand there because... Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, Feliciano just came and said, oh, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Quiles out to Fernandez. Quiles still just kind of in the way. Now we'll spread out the offense. Now driving in, throws it up. That one glances the front of the rim and not much else. For a second, I thought that was going in, like a good floater would. Spang the rebound. Feliciano looking down into the post. Instead, right around the elbow, that one off the mark as well. McGonigal unable to finish. McGonigal still trying to get started in this one. Hasn't found the bottom of the net once. As a three by Quiles is short. Goes out of bounds. I really like Garl getting those rebounds now. We didn't see much of it last year. We saw, well, I should say towards the end of last year, coming into this year, we saw her getting in there but not jumping as much for her, her the rebounds using her height. But now we're seeing it this year, and I'm really impressed so far. Scouts trying to work against that zone defense. Once again, can't tell if Hightower Prentice got a piece of it. Pretty sure by her reaction, she's pretty sure that she did too as that ball went out of bounds. And it belongs to the Mules. So, mm -hmm. hey, if the referees and Alex Velasquez says that uh, she didn't touch it, then, I mean, they don't really keep stats here. Mm -hmm. She would know that she got a block. Mm -hmm. Stat sheet wouldn't show it. Yeah. Now Conrad Weiser trying to come out in a full court pressure. Martyr reinserted. Fernandez once again trying to drive. Her lane cut off by Trevina. Entering the thick of the Muhlenberg schedule here as that pass is intercepted. Spang with the walk. Pivot foot slid. 
instead. They are going to call a foul on that. I thought they were going to call the travel. But they were too. For Muhlenberg. They play again tomorrow. It's an easy layup down low for Spang. Means that she now has entered double digits. Her third straight contest doing so. Doing that deed here in the first half with under 40 seconds to play, tied at 15. Well, if you believe me if I told you that two, three, and seven teams were tied going into halftime, you'd probably believe me. <laughs> 15 all <laughs> as Martyr. No good. Scouts will hold for one. Playing keep away around the arc. Paul. Looking for help, eight seconds. Scouts will need to get moving here. They have it to Spang. Out to Rodriguez. And we're gonna have a foul called here on Garl. They had some fouls to give. And you could tell that she didn't mean to do that. She's got a big goofy grin on her face. <laughs> Oops. But the uh, Mules have Blue Mountain on Saturday and then get right back at it on Monday at Reading High in the game that we hope to bring to you here on the Mule Sports Network. Hopefully. Haven't had luck. A last-ditch three. Dare I say it on target by Trevina, but it slams off the backboard. Is that one would have been good from the other end of the oh, yeah. court. 15-all between two, three, and seven teams, so they're not only sharing a score and a record. It's just the way that it is here this <laughs> evening. But uh, a down second quarter here for the Mules. Just three points for them. Conrad Weiser, steady as she goes, able to pull back and make it a tie game after a six-point margin separated them after one. A 15-all here at the break. We'll be back to recap the first half and take a peek forward. More to come on the Mule Sports Network.
that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Burke's County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. My mom has taken up going to the park to practice yoga. My dad's going to a club, but not a book club, a salsa club. Finding new hobbies comes with age. My mom has started getting lost and not knowing where she's going. Becoming lost or disoriented doesn't. Confusion with time or place may be a sign of Alzheimer's. An early diagnosis can help improve the quality of life for your loved one. Learn the warning signs of Alzheimer's at 10signs.org. Brought to you by the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Missing that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Burke's County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. 
You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. 15 all. Not much separating these three and seven teams as Muhlenberg 12 points in the first quarter, just three in the second as they were sufficiently shut down by the Wiser defense. Wiser moving more towards a man-to-man defense that gave them a little bit more uh, personal control over mm-hmm. where the mules were going around and really saw that after Brill hit that three that they were like, yeah, okay, maybe this isn't going to work. And uh, we talked about how difficult it is to guard at the top of that box in one zone. And they made the change, and that made a definite difference here for the Mules as just three points allowed Wiser to claw back into it. Pinch me if I missed anything, Chris. Um, I mean, no, you were really pretty much on the ball. I mean, once they finally switched up that defense, you could tell that the Mules were having a little bit tougher time uh, finding that open person and able to get that because they really like the three ball. Uh, we saw this multiple times. They love shooting that three ball. Uh, they just need that three ball to start going in for them. Once they get that three ball to start going in, it's a totally different game. It's just they have to get over that difficulty of finding that open person, finding the shots that aren't as contested and the shots that are makeable for that individual. And once they find that and that matchup that they'll be able to get to, I think it's going to turn around for the Mules, and I think they're going to be able to put that ball into the hands of people that they know can make the shots in the zones that they can. And we saw that with Fernandez in the corner. We saw it with Quiles on the wing. I mean, once they find that right spot that they like and they're open, they make those shots. I'm definitely missing a point somewhere from someone, and I'll try to find that somewhere. (laughs) We'll find it. can't figure out how I managed that, but I did. But... uh, as of right now, yeah, it's it's been an interesting contest. Let's put it that way. Yes, it has. Uh, but for the Mules, six points for Fernandez, two for Hightower Prentice, four for Brill. And then uh, Weiser, he got ten points from Spang. Like I said, her third straight contest, scoring in double figures. So she's got that going for her. Paul with two, Trevina with two, and Rodriguez with one, giving them their 15 points. But, yeah, a terribly, terribly exciting first half. Yeah, and, I mean, it comes from both sides. Both sides came out a little bit slower than we're used to when coming to the Muhlenberg games. We're used to a little bit more of a faster-paced game. This game was really slowed down, especially from the scouts' end. Uh, They would take their time bringing the ball across. They wouldn't try to force anything. But we saw that they started pressuring the – uh, ball carrier bringing up across midcourt. They started the mules started doubling, and it, that pressure really showed on the scouts, especially when they kept going slow. They were like, "You want to bring it slow across? We'll bring that double team, and we'll make you do something with it." So it's going to be interesting to see how both teams shift and how the defenses will be able to change coming into this half. And I must say, I do have another apology. I had one during the boys' game too, <laughs> uh, before the year turned over, but. Uh, my apologies to Iris Kiles. Uh I should have been doing the appropriate pronunciation, and instead I went with more of an Americanized one, and I apologize. Yeah. That was that was my fault. I did the same uh, to some guys on the uh, the boys' team as well. So that's that's my fault, and not even looking at the pronunciation guide. Kiato. To be fair, I never saw that pronunciation guide in my life exactly. until tonight. So now I got it right. Mm-hmm. But sorry to uh, Iris. It is Kiles. Scouts will get started here. 
Gillenberg. The quick steal. Keles the other way. That one too strong. Threw it up. Nicely done in transition, but just unable to finish. Now she'll play defense. Nice job breaking up the pass. Getting wow. back on defense by Keles. Wow. She was going from end to end there. That was a coast-to-coast coast play. End to end, and now she's wide open here on the left side. We'll see if she gets any help from her teammates. Garl pops out beyond the arc. Now Mar Martyr needs to do something with it. Gets it to Keyless. Martyr trying to back in out to Quiles. Quiles, you had one more. You had Garl. Out Keyless to Fernandez. Fernandez. Garl in the far right corner. This time trying to get a little fancy. Loses the handle. And we're going to say that it belongs to the scouts. Last year was another tightly contested match. That time Weiser was up 19-15 at the break. Eels just love scoring 15 points at the break against oh, yeah. the uh, scouts apparently. Mm -hmm. Then Muhlenberg, a 16-5 fourth quarter, gave them a four-point victory as a three put up by Felicianos. Too strong? Mm-hmm. Driving in, poked away. Martyr coughs it up. Spang picks up the loose ball. The scouts looking to take the first lead of the game, believe it or not, here in the second half. Yeah. Have so their chance here is, well, they'll have to hold on to it. Feliciano double teamed. Now into the corner. Now a wide open underneath. Nice find to McGonigal. She'll go to the stripe to shoot, too. Her first trip to the line, first for the scouts here in the second half, and that's the second time all contest that Weiser will be going to the stripe. I noticed the Mules came out with that box and one defense at the start of the half. Can't tell you how much I love it. Uh, about I as bet much. <laughs> I was going to say, about as much as I love the wing T offense in football. <laughs> We're not bringing that over. About as much as I love the wing T. Uh, that, that's those are my feelings. I mean, it's the box and one. You keep that person yeah. out. Just like the wing tee, you keep those two people. Which is fine to squeeze down into the lane at, at certain points, but the box and one just has just has some limitations. As McGonigal hits one and two, gives Weiser their first lead of the contest with 6.05 left here in the third. Mm -hmm. Clawing their way back, they were down 6 nothing early, then 12 to 6 as Fernandez. Decides, all right, I need to start getting a little bit more involved. Airballs that one, though. Like the aggressiveness. Haven't seen that from her since the first quarter. Wide open three put up from the right side, and Trevina a triple. And the Mules, I hate to say it, really need a bucket here on this trip down the floor. Otherwise, I mean, I'm not head coach, but I'd be looking at a timeout and Honestly, should probably be looking at one right here. I mean, the scouts came out with a full-court press this one. And scouts are coming out. Full-court pressure. Mules struggling to handle it here. They'll get it into Brill. Mm -hmm. A little bit easier now as they inbound it just to the right of the scorer's table. Garl? Ooh, that one. I thought that it hit some hand, but they're going to say that it hit ball. She turns it over. 
Feliciano amongst the trees. Hightower Prentice plays return to sender. Swing it back into that corner. Feliciano, nice move by her. That one, well, I thought it was blocked by Garland. They're going to say that she got a piece of Feliciano, so it will send Giselle to the stripe. I'll be honest, it looked like Garl hit hand there. I didn't know if they were going to call it. I saw it, but... I don't know, it looked like ball from here, but I'm all the way up in the press box. <laughs> First one, no good. Feliciano, the junior. The mules are really going to have to pick up their intensity. They look a little flat-footed coming out of this for the second half. Yeah, Feliciano, her first point. Last year's contest, she scored eight against the Mules. Now a five-point advantage here for the Scouts, their largest of the contest. Just over 4.30 to play in the third. Fernandez has some space, ends up giving up to Quiles. Brill. Looking for a little bit of help, trying to find Fernandez. Ends up throwing it at her feet. Fernandez picks it off the ground. Into the corner, Quiles, pump fake, driving right baseline, tries to throw it up. Not calling for the foul. Said the scouts in transition. Nice find down the low block. Hightower Prentice, I think she whiffed on the block attempt, but the shot was no good by McGonigal. McGonigal still struggling from the field, looking for her first field goal. Garl down on the low block. Draws the foul. I thought that she was just down there shuffling her pivot foot, but instead drawing the contact to the line shooting two. McGonigal called for her third. Garl to the stripe. She's been very quiet this evening. I mean, they're getting a little bit down more in the paint. This one to start off. Uh, they're having Guile and Hightower Prentice come both out towards the arc to see if they can get a little bit more spacing. Fernandez is starting to go inside a little bit. They're trying to see how much space they can get from this defense, from this man to man defense. But we'll see how it goes from here on in these. First one, no good by Garl. Second one upcoming. Got it to go, her first point. Garl now 15 of 38 from the freebie line. Looking for Paul. Instead, they'll swing it all the way around. They do have a wide open member in the corner. That's Rodriguez. Instead, she'll kick it out. Another three. Spang her third of the contest. Give her 13. The lead is at its largest at seven now for the scouts. Just one point. In the first five minutes of play here for the Mules is Fernandez trying to change that luck, unable to do so, and we're going to have a foul, I believe, called on the Mules. If it's on Garl, it's her fourth. She'll be taking a seat. And I believe that it was on Garl. I'm yes, I'm pretty they sure called it on, on Fernandez. Fernandez. There you go. Oh, good thing it wasn't on Garl then. <laughs> 
Paul looking for help. Instead, she'll swing it out. Brill, nice pick by her. Trying to find Keyless in transition. Keyless up ahead, splits the double team. That one too short. She's throwing up floaters and then falling to the ground, not drawing any contact. Mm-hmm. Those are ones where you'd like to see her drive in, try to draw contact, absorb it, and then throw up a wild shot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't help you if you're throwing up wild shots before you even draw contact. Weiser will call a full timeout. Up by seven, looking to get this one right. Potentially going up double digits here with a three. So we'll take a break. 2.32 remaining, 23-16. Scouts on top. More to come when we return on the Mule Sports Network. is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the Oldies on Monday, Open Mic Tuesday, Trivia or Live Music on Wednesday, Thursday is Karaoke with Angie, and Live Music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. This is the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. Well, the timeout taken here by the Scouts may as well have been a good time to take one. I fear the Mules as well. Like I said, game slowly starting to get out of hand here as just an offensive meltdown by the Mules, unfortunately, has really led them to some, well, I would say second half struggles, but second quarter struggles as well. Mm-hmm. Mules just four points since the opening stanza, and now we're somewhere around 12 minutes past that. And a travel called on Rodriguez. It's probably not what the scouts had in mind coming out of the timeout. I don't think that was the play they drew up. Yeah, and you can tell there's a different intensity with the scouts. The Mules just aren't keeping up with that intensity right now. Mules... Not very crisp right now, let's put it that way. That's a little bit better coming out of the timeout, and hopefully that's something that was enforced. And, hey, we need to make quicker decisions. We need to make smarter decisions with the basketball. They were doing that in the first quarter, not here in, well, really since then. And once again, that's one where Keyless. that is not the best pass to try to give Fernandez. That's the second time that she hit her right in the laces. We're going to have a 30-second timeout here taken by the Mules. But again, hey, it's got to be crisper. It's got to be better because that's what's going to draw yourself open, especially like if, the, if uh, the scouts wanted to come out and play his own defense. You don't do it by dribbling it out. You don't do it by holding the basketball. You do it by good, crisp movement, by crisp passing. That's how you break a zone. And unfortunately, the Mules have just kind of been super stagnant here on offense. Yeah, we saw them, like you said, we saw them coming out of the, the beginning of the game. They had those decisions. They made those smarter decisions. I mean, they were able to put points up from those decision that decision-making. And here, the, the man has just thrown a wrench into their plans. I mean, they look a little confused out there. They look like they don't want to cut. They don't look as confident as they were when they were shooting those threes confidently. They found that open person, and they were able to score. Brill will inbound here for the Mules. Finds Fernandez. Gets the handoff. 
Hightower Prentice with a triple. Well, I guess that's one way to break the uh, scoring stretch. Right there, darn near as many points just in one fell swoop as they've had <laughs> since the wow. first quarter. Nice job by Garl bodying up Paul. Driving, kicking out to Rodriguez. Three put up, another three by Spang. That one literally rimmed in and out. Another three put up by Trevina. That one too strong. Brill the board. I mean, if they can oh. start getting Hightower Apprentice out on that out outside again, maybe that might be their game changer. Well, like I said, high, you know, Hightower, she averaged just under 10 points a game as Garl somehow coming up with it after the Mules turn the ball over. They take it right back. Brill. Ball fake. Floater in the lane. That Ooh. one in and out. Garl, I mean, has it stripped away. And I think some of it's just the aggressiveness. You know, if you're Garl, you're standing underneath the low block waiting for that ball to fall into your hands. By the time that you're grabbing that ball, it's down here at your waist. It's easy to get picked up and picked away, which is exactly what happened as Paul put back attempt for the scouts no good. Brill grabs a loose ball. Last chance here for the Mules. They'll be able to pull closer. While Fernandez not wanting to wait, she's going to drive and draw the blocking foul. Foul's on the floor. The third for, sorry, three for Muhlenberg, two for the scouts, says Cook called for the personal for the, for the scouts. I mean, yeah, you were saying with uh, uh, Garl, I mean, you can't do anything more. Once she puts it at her hip, it's hard. It's easy to get there. Yeah, anyway, going back to that, well, they always teach you, like, go up, be aggressive grabbing those boards, and keep the ball high. Keep it up. You know, have your elbows out. Give yourself a little bit of protection. When you're grabbing the ball down by your waist, anybody can grab it. The smallest person on the court can grab it. Mm -hmm. But the smallest person on the court can't grab it if you're holding it up here by your head and you have good possession of it. So mm -hmm. something that you like to see goal be a little bit more active going after those boards. Oh, yeah. And we've seen when she's aggressive, she gets those boards and she's able to put them back mm -hmm. up. I think I'd just like to see her get a little bit more confident in her own skin and go back up quickly with balls. Unfortunately, we've seen her... You know, make some slow decisions and not quite sure where to go with the basketball or maybe holding on to it a little bit too long. Being more decisive, I think, will go a long way towards uh, helping her as a basketball player. And that will do it here. Muhlenberg clawing closer. They're within two at the end of three. It's 23-21. Eight minutes left to play, which will decide this one and give somebody their fourth victory of the season here this evening in Robazonia. More to come on the Mule Sports Network. For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, 
team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. Now back to the game on the Mule Sports Network. Back here in Robbie. Robbie? That's how you know you're a true local. <laughs> Calling it Robbie. Because there is a certain road that cuts through town. And a triple put up. Trevina, her second of the half, give her eight. Mules back the other way. Almonte is rejected, swatted away by Spang. Anyway, there's the burnville Robazonia Road, mm -hmm. which leads from here to, uh, I mean, Christmas Village, the old, you know, take you up past Blue Marsh, take you up past the old ski resort, and eventually, obviously, you hit Burnville. But it's not the burnville Robazonia Road as a three put up by Paul is no good. It's the burnville Robbie Road. <laughs> and if you don't call it that, I wouldn't know exactly what road you were talking about. It's burnville Robbie, not burnville Robazonia. Scouts will take a timeout. Unable to get their half-court offense started here. It'll be a 30, so we'll stay here. Okay. I mean, I mean, if you want, we can say thank you to a friend of the pod, MikeDragoSports.com. Yes. The new birdies in. Thank them for their sponsorship, as always. Yes, we appreciate the sponsors. We appreciate you guys listening in. I mean, this game needs to, they need to pick it up. They need to really, like, I'm talking about mules need to start getting a fire lit under their butts because they got six minutes and 56 seconds to start pulling away with this. Let me going with a very short bench. Yeah. Just a seven-person bench right now. Almonte will go back taking a seat. They've been... Sitting Martir is Feliciano down on the low block. Nice cut by her off the inbound. Just the way they drew that one up. Feliciano, her first bucket, give her three. Brill trying to split a triple team. Does so. Gets it ahead to Quiles. Quiles will do it again. Throws it up. Almost a pass to Garl. And hey! Look at that! Look at that, Garl. Catch. Look at that. The catch point was high. She went right immediately back up with it. And she gets two points. I think she heard us. Maybe I'll just scream it a little bit louder in the first quarter. 28-23. <laughs> Mules keeping pace but still trailing. Mm -hmm. Just over six minutes to play. Feliciano. <sighs> I think they're going to call it on the floor. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's a good call. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if the call should have been made to begin with. That was yeah. Feliciano crashing into an established defender and drawing the foul. Yeah. That defender didn't move. Feliciano did. Who knows? I'd say that the defender was there and stood her ground, but nice job by Garl getting the inbound. But this time, Garl, unfortunately, nowhere to go with it and then gets fouled from behind, gets bailed out by McGonagall. So McGonagall, that will be her fourth. Oh, no. Don't fail out. First foul for the scouts here in the fourth. And she gets subbed right away. 
Yep. So McGonagall will check out. Again, kind of a forgettable evening for her, unfortunately. One of two at the line, unable to hit from the field. Four fouls to her credit. So she'll watch a lot of the remainder of this one from the bench. And once again, Hightower Prentice with a lazy pass. Paul, nice quick hand, snatched it away, ended up on the ground, and we're going to have the possession arrow in favor of the scouts. But again, that is one where you cannot telegraph passes. You cannot just say, you know, move the ball slowly down by your side and try to, you know, any defender worth their weight is going to be able to move with you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the one where you do the over-the-head pump fake and the bounce pass. I mean, we used to drill that into our skulls over and over and over again mm -hmm. in middle school. Paul with her second bucket for four. Leads back up to seven. So again, just looking for a little bit quicker, looking for a little bit crisper out of Muhlenberg. Add in some of those ball fakes. Make them convincing. That time, a little pick and roll action as Garl being aggressive, rolling to the basket. The entry pass found her. She was unable to contain it. Goes out of bounds off the scouts. Starting to use Garl's size. I love it. Quick pick and roll. Well, there's nobody that can it. contend with her when she wants to be aggressive and she wants to put the ball up. There's Prentice Ooh. Hightower being aggressive off the inbound. Again, you have some taller players on offense here. Utilize them. Mm -hmm. Listen, this Muhlenberg team is not terribly far off. No, it isn't. You can see some of the bits and pieces there, and it's just like, you know, if you were just a little bit more aggressive, if you were just a little bit crisper, you're right there. Hightower Prentice, speaking of, misses the first at the stripe. But I, I mean, you can say there. the same about Wiser, too, here this mm -hmm. evening. You can see some good parts of them. Some good outside shooting happening here this evening as Hightower Prentice misses both. And this one going to belong to the Mules as it goes off of uh, number five, Dylan Bossler, one of the freshmen checking in. She was taking the place of McGonagall. And Fernandez called for the travel. Yeah, they're, they're looking for a little bit of contact there from Bossler again. That was two players going after the same basketball, I fear. Yeah. Fernandez felt the contact, tried to sell the contact, and instead took about 20 steps with it. Scouts looking to build upon that lead. Wow. Nice scoop layup there. And again, being aggressive. Nobody's winning awards here tonight for being the most timid player out on the court. Yeah. Fernandez driving. We'll stop around the three-point arc. Looking for some help. And a double ah. dribble called on Hightower Prentice. So we're going to have a timeout taken here by the Beals. Will be a 30-second, so we'll stay. She seems like they're getting outpaced now. 32-23. And we're used to seeing these mule girls thrive in that chaotic atmosphere, and it's just not being their best friend right now. Well, they're trying to do it without Martyr. Martyr has been on the bench. They've been 
Rolling a lot with Keyless as the starter. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, playing a lot more of Hightower Prentice now that she's back into the fold, her fourth game here this season. Yep. Trying to get back to that form that she had. I said close to a 10-point per game average her freshman year. If you can get her back there, and she can absorb. Oh, and that time, Hightower Prentice just completely whiffed on it. Feliciano at the other end gets two, and that lead is now at 11. I believe that she was supposed to Hightower Prentice was supposed to stay with her. A cut into the front court. Everybody was in the back court for Conrad Weiser. I'm not sure if there was confusion about where they were shooting. Fernandez dribbling in, swatted away by Spang, and it belongs to the Scouts. You can start to feel this one slipping away from the mules. Yeah, and it was a very controllable game. They're going to have to find a way to grab it before it slips away because it's going down the wrong hill. Scouts moving it across. Garl giving chase. Scouts can take a little bit easier here on offense. Now with a double-digit lead. Not insurmountable, though. Feliciano and Keyless with a little extracurricular shove at the end of the play. Feliciano will go to the stripe for two, I believe. And, yep, they are going to call it on the floor. Mm -hmm. She was trying to sneak one going to the line. Mm -hmm. Stack formation here. I'll throw it all the way up top as Fernandez playing free there. safety ends up coming away with the pick. <laughs> she didn't turn her head to look for it. It would have been defensive pass interference. Keyless inside the arc. That one too strong. Garl trying to grab the offensive board. Gets a piece of it from behind. Belongs to the scouts. Spang will slow it up. Muhlenberg will meet him at half court. Gets past Fernandez, kicks it out. Feliciano working against Quiles. Quiles chasing her around, giving her the business. Just over three minutes to play here at 11 point game for the Scouts. Mules do have two fouls to give, as do the Scouts. And the Scouts will. Commit an unforced error there, turning the ball over as Trevina stepped on the sideline. Martyr, and the going gets rough, pulling her back in. She'll take the place of Keyless. Mm -hmm. He was changed up their defense that possession. They went to man, and that kind of kept with the scouts there. I tell her, Prentice. Add dribbling left-handed to the list of things to work on for her as well. Yeah. <laughs> that became very noticeable. As uh, Prentice spinning around like a ballerina, but just on one dribble. Mm -hmm. She was trying to keep it in her right hand. Inbound tipped away by McGonagall. McGonagall working with four fouls. Brill, deep two, counted and one. 
Brill got hit as she was releasing. Got it to go. And for McGonigal, that's number five. So McGonigal will check out. Brill, her first bucket of the fourth quarter. She now has eight. Sorry, give her nine. She had that one free throw. One to two at the stripe for Brill. Misses the end one opportunity. Ball on the ground. Believe they're going to count as a tie up, and it will stay with the Mules. They have a chance here. Everyone kind of confused as to what the call was. It wasn't very clear from the referees either. Yeah. We knew it was a tie up. Everyone kind of knew it was a tie up. A three by Martyr. Oh. Left hanging. Look, would have brought it to within five, at least a two-possession game. Mm -hmm. Right now still sitting at a three-possession game here, 34-26. Scouts will put Muhlenberg in the bonus here with another foul. Right now they're just trying to play keep away. And Muhlenberg with some fouls to give. Yeah, they got to come out and guard and continue to guard. Mm -hmm. The scouts just happy to play keep away. Scouts once again winding precious time off this clock as Muhlenberg not taking chances in passing lanes, not covering very well either. Just kind of chasing. Yeah. And as the Scouts do that. They reset that five-second clock for the referee and start everything over again. Mm -hmm. Brill will be called for the personal. That'll be her first. I mean, it looks like the Mules just don't have it in them for that fight tonight. I don't know if something happened or what, but they just don't look as sharp as they usually do. On one of these days, they have to be careful here as Paul has been loading up some moving screens for the scouts, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't taken notice, one of these days you will because she's going to take somebody off guard by doing it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a foul here by Fernandez. That was their last foul to give, so the next one will put the scouts in the bonus. As mm -hmm. They have sufficiently worked about two minutes off of the clock here. I've seen Elko do it. That they've literally drawn, taken the air out of the basketball for the last two minutes of a co contest, just standing with the basketball at the top of the half court. Mm -hmm. the scouts will start making some movement here as Cuck will re-enter. Once again, stack formation. I'll throw it into the backcourt. Feliciano will go and chase. Mule's thinking about using up that last foul and opt not to. Instead, Brill attempting to pin Feliciano to the sideline, unable to do so. Nice job by Fernandez on the double. Turnover here. Brill driving. Gets it to drop. There it is. Brill now with 10. Sorry, let's try that again. Got it with 11. It is a full timeout. So we're coming in for a landing here. It is a six-point game. Mules will have to pull out all the stops here to finish up. 50.8 seconds left. Again, a six-point game when we return. 
on the Mule Sports Network. For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. A two-possession game here with 50.8 seconds left. 34-28, scouts on top. Full court pressure here. As the scouts will line up four across the free throw line, basically. The scouts breaking the pressure ahead to Paul. Paul will pull it back. That needs to be immediate pressure by Hightower Prentice. And finally gets over there. Paul just throws it off of her kneecap and boots out of bounds. Scouts. Baseball pass to inbound to Paul in the backcourt. And a foul by Hightower Prentice will send Paul to the stripe for two. That's probably their best decision right now. I mean, you got to do something. Honestly, yeah, this could be a very slow 39.3 seconds. Yeah. Hightower Prentice, her first foul of the contest. First one by Paul is good. Her first trip to the stripe. She has five. Sorry, seven. Sheesh. Five in the second half. I'm a professional. <laughs> Six in the second half. Now she hits both. Martyr up ahead. Two on three. Martyr gets it to drop. Clock continuing to run, though. That should stop on a possession. Guess not. It's not a running clock here in a six-point contest. Now it'll stop with 14.4. Fouls on 12 for Brill. That'll be her second. Yeah, odd sequence of events there is probably another, I don't know, seven, eight seconds dripped off the clock in between buckets. Seems like we're accustomed to odd events events following us. Nobody, apparently I was the only one in the building to take notice of that as two misses here by the Mules. Still six-point contest. Ten seconds left now. You're going to have to put up a three, Martyr, a triple. Got it! Wow! Martyr swishes the triple from way downtown. She just decided to step into one. She now has eight. And it's a one-possession game. It is. How about that? Oh, my. This is the type of aggressiveness that, again, if you're the Mules, you can't play timid basketball. You can't. No. And it's teams that play timid basketball like this that don't do well. Yep. Like, especially in, in places like Burks 1 where, like I said, last year, do you think that Reading was the most talented team coming out of Burks, Burks 1? 
or even just Berks in general. Mm -hmm. No, they probably weren't. But they worked their tails off, and they ended up beating that Y.O. team, ended up upsetting Berks Catholic. I mean, they did everything right in Berks. And again, that could be the Mules. Mm -hmm. That could be. Uh, why not? Yes. Why not? And you just got to keep moving forward. And look, Martyr doing it, just coming up, fearless, stepping into a three, just saying, you know what? I'm open. We need a three. I'm going to go and get it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what she did. This should be, if I had to guess, a you're going to go for the steal. And if you can't get the steal, like I wouldn't even worry about trying to guard the person inbounding. And it's an immediate foul. Immediate foul. Immediate foul. Immediate foul. <laughs> you don't come away with the steal. It's an immediate foul. And that time, mm -hmm. Martyr, too many seconds ticking off that clock. 4.3 of them out of the six, to be exact. Mm -hmm. There should be more time up there, if I'm being quite honest. But mm -hmm. That was the fifth foul for Martyr. So she will go and take a seat. Martyr will end with eight points. Mm -hmm. Feliciano hits the first. That will likely seal it. Scouts will take a timeout. And here, quite honestly, you may just tell her, hey, uh, you may want to intentionally miss. <laughs> just get the you're time up, off the clock. You're up by four. Get the time off the clock. Start the clock. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter at this point in time. 1.7 is not enough to even get it down the court. Uh, honestly, the scoreboard doesn't show us whether they have timeouts remaining. Even if they do, they could advance the basketball. Still wouldn't be able. Mm -hmm. It would be a five-point game at that point. So this one pretty much in hand. Mm -hmm. Good job by the scouts of sealing the deal on this one. Still 1.7 seconds left. But a four-point game, one more at the stripe. The only way that this turns around for Muhlenberg is a potential... Yeah, and the scouts aren't even going to bother with rebounding this one. They're just going to push everyone back behind half court. That way you can't even, if you miss, Muhlenberg pulls down the rebound. There's not going to be anyone back here to even foul a mule. She hits it. <laughs> so never mind anything that I was about to say. It's a five-point lead. Brill with it, half Half court, that one's falling short. 38-33, your final. As Conrad Weiser will improve to 4-7 on the year. Muhlenberg, a disappointing finish to this one. They do end up with a decent second quarter, though. I will say that much. They end up with 33 points. 12 in the first quarter, 12 in the fourth. But that in-between is really what sealed the deal for them. Just nine points combined in the second and third quarters. And that sealed their fate here this evening. They were led by Peyton Brill. She ended up with 10 points to guide the way. Eight points for Martyr. Fernandez finished with six, held scoreless in the entire second half, by the mm -hmm. way. Garl with three during a nice stretch where she was being aggressive. And then five for Hightower Prentice. That will do it for the scoring for Muhlenberg. Meanwhile, Conrad Weiser, they were led by Spang. She ended up with 13 points, her third straight contest in double figures, so congratulations to her. Feliciano ended up pouring it on late. She had six in the second half for hers. Uh, Trevina played well. She also had six in the second half for her towards her eight. And then Paul, 
Like I said, sealing the deal. She ended up with six just in the fourth quarter alone for her eight as well. Rodriguez with one, McGonigal with one to finish up the scoring for Conrad Weiser. For the Mules, again, kind of a disappointing game. They really got off to a good start. We were very impressed in the first quarter, and then things hit a lull. They didn't score until halfway through the second quarter. They only put up three points in that quarter, and really it just changed the tide of this entire contest. Yeah, and you could definitely tell that when that second half came, the scouts were ready to show that, okay, we kept this close for too long, now it's time to separate it. And it just looked like a totally different team out of the scouts, and the Mules just didn't come out and look like the intensity Mules that we know can come out, push the pace, play the game their way, and it just didn't look like them this evening. The first lost of loss of 2024 for the Mules as they had gotten off to a better start a 17-point win on Tuesday against Pottsville, but they will not have an awful lot of time to worry about the result of this one as they get started. 11 a.m. tip-off tomorrow against Blue Mountain. I would imagine that would be closer to about 12.30. At the time that they're all said and done, well, they play Saturday. They play Monday against Reading High. Again, we're looking to cover that game. Hopefully, we'll be able to get into the Geigel Complex. We've not been successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for lack of trying, but that's just the uh, the state of affairs here in Berks County. I have another friend uh, looking to do something as well, and they've really struggled getting into mm-hmm. these buildings to cover contests. So, uh, But they will be at home tomorrow. Uh, make sure that you follow along Mike Drago Sports and whatnot and Berks Game Day, and they'll have all the results there. I'll tell you where you can hear that game, WEEU, because they don't cover girls basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Uh, but, yeah, Monday at Reading High in a game that hopefully we'll be able to bring to you. We'll, we will know more here in the coming days. Uh, but if we can, we will. And then uh, they'll have next Thursday as well, taking on Ole Valley on the 11th and taking a look at our schedule that we have also for the boys as we try to uh, get all of that squared away. We do have the game on the 12th against Burke's Catholic. They'll be at Burke's Catholic. That'll be our next game there. And then hopefully against Pottstown the following Saturday. So we're going to have a little bit of a break here if we can't get in on Monday. Otherwise, we might have to jostle that schedule around just a little bit mm-hmm. trying to get more contests in here because, unfortunately, I had to bail from yesterday's contest for the boys because mm-hmm. uh, I was out on a work trip. And, you know, all sorts of things just happen to pop up during the uh, an 18-game schedule. Doesn't leave an awful lot of wiggle room, but hopefully – enough there in the remaining schedule for us to make it whole. So, yep. uh, But, yeah, for this one, unfortunately, Muhlenberg will fall to 3-8 and eight, uh, in the uh, in 2024 here, just their second game. But a chance to right the ship against a good old team from the Skook. Mm-hmm. The old Blue Mountain coming. <laughs> the, the anthracite region, as, as they would call it. So they'll be here uh, tomorrow. Uh, plan on about a 12.30 tip-off if you're planning on being in person. That one will be at home. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, we'll try to be in the building in the Geigel on Monday, but if not, you'll hear us next week uh, calling boys games as well. Yep. Anything else here, Chris? No, I think that's pretty much it. You covered all the bases, and, I mean, like you said, it was a disappointing loss, but you gotta. they don't have much time. they got a game tomorrow, and hopefully they can come out with a win tomorrow. Certainly, certainly hope so. Looking for win number four on the schedule here this season. 
for everyone here. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Jerry. Thank you to Chris for producing and, uh, you know, pulling double duty as always. And uh, thank you to Conrad Weiser for hosting us as well. It's always a pleasure being here. They set us up really nice in the press box mm -hmm. uh, right next to the announcer. So we're, we're always thrilled <laughs> to be here. Thank you to them for uh, allowing us here in the first place. So, uh, and uh, last but not least, thank you to our listeners. Without you, there would not be us, as always. So uh, for everyone here in Robesonia, <laughs> Conrad Weiser coming away with the victory here against Muhlenberg. Still a young 2024 slate. Still on the docket for the Mules. But, uh, yeah, for everyone here in Robazonia, thank you all for listening. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us for Muhlenberg Girls Basketball on the Mule Sports Network. The thank you for joining us for Muhlenberg Girls Basketball on the Mule Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, Exeter's best place for entertainment, and Lancaster Full Service Painting. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night.